Episode 40 of Q the Duck Boats podcast. We are reporting live. It is 7 p.m. on Sunday night after a frenzy of players were thrown on through waivers today, getting cut from their NHL team, sent down to the Always Hungry League. And wow, we have some things to get into. But first of all, Kevin, the famous number 40. Tuka. Tuka, Tuka. One thing I want to say right now is Tuka Rask is elite. I would like to start off podcast with that. And it always, there is a part of me that's happy knowing that everything Tuka went through with the Bruins, positive, negative, he will forever be a Bruin. And he has a job with in Boston and he's staying local and he's there. It makes me happy knowing that as much as fans were assholes to him, he still obviously loves it in Boston and loves the organization. You're, I see you in agreement, Connor. You seem to like that take. It, it does help that he's like, one of the best goaltenders to ever play for the franchise. Yeah, yeah. No, I fully agree. Like, I don't... I am, He's I got a cup a ring, so... So fuck off. Early F-bomb. Early F-bomb. Oh, 123 to the podcast, F-bomb. 123. Sometimes it happens. You know, I think if we're going to we're gonna roll with that, we're going to roll two grass, we're going to roll into some F-bombs. Let's get dirty. Let's get down. Let's get dirty. What 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 segment's that, guys? Uh, the Daddy Water Kid. <laughs> So obviously topic one for us here with the dirty water. Sorry if you're the dog barking in the background. He's a little dirty scoundrel. Um, is the waiver. The guys were put on waivers today. We had a huge surprise. Let me tell you, our group chat blew up when we saw this. At that I point, freaking yeah. out. Oh, it was it was awesome. <laughs> Riley, Wagner, and Felino all put on waivers. Yay. Reactions. <laughs> go first. Go yeah, who wants to go? Who wants to yeah. talk about it? Let's go player by player. Let's start off with let's start off with Felino. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, no, so um very happy. Felino, you know, he didn't really show it except for that last preseason game. But it was just interesting because I feel like they had like they kept him around because they had the respect for the veteran, but then just see him like, oh no, we're gonna send him off. I think that caught a lot of people off guard. Because you always felt like you kept him around, you were gonna honor him being a veteran in the league, his reputation and everything being the captain back in Columbus. So you weren't going to do him dirty like that. But, you know, Sweeney's like, just pull the rug right out from under him. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm one of the people, and I think I've said it pretty openly before on the podcast, I am very anti-Nick Foligno. Um, just looking back at his production with Toronto, after he got traded there, it was crap. He got hurt. He signed with the Bruins, has been pretty much immediately miserable. Which was since way too gotten... big of a contract. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was, bad. it was exactly like the Matt Bolesky contract. Pretty yep. much similar money as well. Um, so and I'm all for, result. yeah, I'm all for sending him down at this point. I feel like there are definitely younger players who've made the case that they deserve the playing time more. And I also think that this kind of tips the cap to where the organization is headed. Like they're not keeping that Nick Foligno in the lineup for another year for 
you know, similar production that you might get out of AJ Greer, you know, in a good year of Nick Felino. So I think it's a sign of what's to come and times are a changing in Boston. Finally. About time. As a big thing, it's the young guy's game now. You got to give him a chance. You can't. Yeah. It, it comes down to, right? Like, who is Felino displacing on that roster? And I've been saying it for the whole summer. Who is he displacing on the roster? That was before Stanika and AJ Greer and Jacob Lauko, a guy who really, like, I, I think I've been like, eh, I was super high on him, right? And then he got hurt at World Juniors. And I was like, eh, had, I didn't really see it last year from him. Now, a year off that injury, Jacob Lauko looks great, too. He's not displacing any of those guys, and he's not going to be there taking minutes away from those guys. And at a certain point, he's a prideful guy who's been in the NHL for a while, and they're probably trying to give him a chance, go play somewhere else. If anyone else wants to, go play somewhere somewhere else, or we'll send him down the AHL, and I'm sure the Bruins would do right by him and trade him for peanuts if they can. But they ain't going to eat his money. They're just going to let him sit down in the AHL if not. So yep. I think I, I just think that the Bruins are for once doing what's best for the product on the ice and not for the egos in the locker room. Amen. With mm-hmm. Felino, there's one more thing I want to say on this topic before we jump into the next guys. Obviously I think we're all in unison with we, I think Nick Felino is a great guy. I think we all do I think he's a great leader. I just don't accept. He likes candy corn. That kind of, <laughs> mm. <laughs> there is one thing though, right? Like Felino is an NHL player. He is an NHL player. He should be playing in the NHL, not the AHL. Just probably not on a contending team. I don't know that I would agree with that. I think he plays in Ottawa. No, I think he I, plays I, in I, Arizona. 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 Like, I there think are teams he can his, play his NHL years are actually behind him. And if he right. plays in the NHL right now at his level of talent, it's because it's just a, an abysmal team. That's it. Yeah, no, correct. That's what I mean. He's not going to be on a team that's contending. But I think he can play in one of those teams. But, I mean, hey, we could be proven wrong. He could go down to the AHL, light it up, get a chance, and run with it. I just don't think that's going to happen at all. But, you know, one thing, I was listening to 32 Thoughts this week, and Elliot and Jeff had said one thing that really resonated with me, and they were talking about McLaughlin being sent down and how that was kind of surprising, and that the veterans and guys who have been in the NHL know who's supposed to be on the team. They know. Training camp and preseason Mm -hmm. show those guys who's supposed to be there, and a team like Boston has done it for too long. They've done it for too long where the guys who are supposed to be there aren't, and I think this was the year with the change of the guard where they were like, eh, eh, not doing that anymore. And I think that's where yeah. it goes. Now, this is where things get a little bit different. We'll jump into Wagner first. I think Wagner we're kind of all on the same page with. Yep. The only thing with me that was weird is, I, do I think Wagner should be on this Bruins team to start the year? No. He simply got outplayed. Do I think Wagner is going to be a guy who might be called up this season and might play good and stick at a certain point down the stretch? Yeah, I think he'll be happen. a good black ace in the playoffs. Yeah, next exactly. Year. Like he's a guy who can play, and I think he's a guy who respects that role and's okay with it. You know, I don't think he's a guy who's ever going to cause a problem with an ego or anything like that. That's just not him. I've listened to enough interviews with him. I think to get like him, the person's just not doing that. Um, but I just don't think he displaces these guys who are there. The only thing I found weird was Montgomery did say Wagner made the team like two days ago. And then kind of backpedaled and said it wasn't finalized in an interview. I think maybe he had misheard the question or something like that. He said, like, Wagner had done more than enough to make the team, which was kind of, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you guys hear that comment? Yeah. So one, I did hear that comment. And 
it definitely leads you to think that he's saying, yes, he's going to be a part of this team. But I also think we have something else to consider here is that the Bruins have to be cap compliant to start the year. So if these guys clear through waivers and they all get sent down to Providence, then the Bruins will have enough cap space to start the year. And then McAvoy and Marshan will go on LTIR and one of them could probably come back up at that point. But I don't know. I don't know if they do though. I don't know. If I, don't, do I, don't, I mean, no, the two we've talked about don't. Yeah. I think that our third and Felino's final option. Felino was a statement. Yes. And no, you, dude, you don't send, that's a statement to Nick Felino. That guy's a prideful guy. He's there's no way he's happy right now. You listen I mean, to his post game interview last night. That was a man who was confident that he was going to roll in and have a better year. Shit happens. It does. That's life. Agreed. And I mean, last to guy. be honest with you, I don't think that my last comment on Felino, I don't think that he's ever really going to make it back out of the AHL at this point. I, it's going to be I think another case of like James up. Neal. I think he might get picked up somewhere where they want his experience in their locker room to like help some young guys get along. I really do. Yeah, like, I think like those teams that could use maybe that. Maybe a Buffalo. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. I mean a team like that. Like I, you keep shaking your head, then agreeing. Like I'm like, yeah. I mean, like I don't. But think at this point, like, why now. is Buffalo going to do you that favor for free? They'll let them clear waivers and say, hey, you know, if you want to give us, you know, a third yeah. round pick, we'll take them. We'll see. We'll see what those teams do. I, I yeah. don't know. I, I don't. I actually really don't think he's going to get claimed. Last guy, Mike Riley. This one was weird. This one, I think he doesn't make it through waivers. No, he shouldn't. Mike Riley had Mike Riley played hurt last year, and that's something that he proved was true. I think in this preseason, and I think good. I think <clears> the <throat> Bruins have tried to move him before, and yeah. they didn't get any buyers for what they were expecting. So I think the whole strategy of these specific three players hitting the waiver wire is that they're hoping at least one of them gets claimed and then the other two can still get sent down to Providence and they'll be able to crew cap space. And I think Mike Riley is probably, probably not going to make it through the claim status. I mean, no, if you I think, think about it, or Ottawa, I, when you texted that, I already thought the same thing. Yeah. Ottawa seems just like a, a picture perfect place. That's where he was traded from when they were quote unquote, still, you know, one year, two years away from, you know, going all in like they obviously did this offseason, but they're still looking for another right shot defenseman. And I'm not a huge analytics guy myself, so don't get me wrong when I say this, but the analytics on Mike Riley are phenomenal. Yeah. It doesn't always appear on the eye test, and sometimes I'm like, what the hell is happening? But his analytics are pretty strong. So I don't know. Maybe this is just the quick and easy fix for the Bruins to drop three mil in cap space and make their lives a lot easier, but it definitely wasn't the, the person that I expected them trying to get rid of. That's for sure. Not at all. Not at all. That's I, I just, I didn't, I, I, I thought Riley's weird. I thought he earned a spot. I really did, but he doesn't fit. If Grizzly is back sooner than expected, he just doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. If they're trying to sign Strawman, he just doesn't fit. I think he lost his job to the fact that Grizzly was getting healthy faster and they're right now as we speak trying to sign Strawman. Enzo Boros a stud. 
Yeah, it, but I, you know, it's I guess the outside people didn't know that, but we did. So I kind of I looked at it like I I had Zaboral penciled into this team four months ago. But I mean, no. nobody really knew what you were going to see. We all expected. Yeah, yeah, I know. He tore his ACL, so you're like right. he could be the Moritz Sider of this year and have an absolute workhorse of a season and be in the contention for a Calder Trophy. You never know. You're right. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think you're wrong at all. I'm just trying to figure out why. I just won my bets, and they paid me out wrong, so that's fun. Shout out the RI Sportsbook for being just terrible at all times. Like, I can see what I was told I was paid out, and it just credited wrong to my account, so that's my current stress. But, yeah, no, I, I just don't – I don't know. It was a weird move, but he's not, he's really not going to fit. Like, he's not a guy who – it's not going to make the Bruins worse not having Mike Riley. I just thought he earned a spot in this team. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, and him oh. getting claimed makes the perfect amount of cap space to sign uh, Strawman to a league minimum. Yep, it does. It does do that, and I think that's what they're going to do. And from there, I, I look to like one last, one last thing for the Bruins. Jack Studnika finally made this team. Long and time I think coming. It is his actual legit chance. Like I don't think Montgomery's given him two weeks. Like he's made the fucking team, and he's going to get to play. He's going to get months of NHL hockey and he's going to play some on that third line. I'm telling you, he's going to the way he played last night and the night before against NHL guys, he was in the mix and he made things happen. He drove play. And I think we do have a top nine center in Jack Studnika. I really do. We'll find out. Like we're going to find out this year, but I think Studnika's a player. I really do. I don't know if I'm overexcited for him, but I think he's a player. I think what would be phenomenal for him is to slot him at third line center and move Charlie Coyle to the wing and put Frederick or Greer on the opposite wing. Because then you have Charlie Coyle who can take some of the face-offs. Oh, put Coyle to the wing? Is that what you said? Yeah, put Coyle to the wing and let Sadnika actually play the center position. But still have the you know the backup of Charlie Coyle can take some of the more important faceoffs when time comes, but let him you know get used to playing in that center role, because the worst thing that can really happen to him is you stick him on the third line and he's a wing, but you really want him to be a center a year to two years from now, it just doesn't make any sense. And with the injuries right now, I feel like that's a very good possibility that he could move up into that third line in some capacity. I just hope to God it's in the middle. Yeah, I, I agree. I really do. Like, I, I think that's the biggest thing is he showed us he's a center. Forcing him to play wing, not, it's not his position. It's not him. He's a workhorse center that likes to be able to cruise and get around. Yep. And I think that, that's one of the bad things that's happened to Trent Frederick in the yep, NHL. he's a center. Trent Frederick's also a center. Um, he's a little bit more rugged, so I think that he can handle the wing a little better. But for the first time, for the first time in a long time, we have three younger players under the age of 25 who are getting NHL opportunities on a Bruins team, all three with upside. Mm -hmm. Greer, Lauko, and Studnika all have upside to be 10-plus goal scorers in the NHL. All three. Would you agree with that, both of you? Yeah, and then yeah. you have McLaughlin too. When, yeah, no, no, I'm just yes, no. We have more guys. We have we have another three guys. Lysel, Beecher, Lysel, and McLaughlin, who I think are all 
10 plus goal scorers. And, and that's then disrespectful. Jack Hashan. Disrespectful to Lizell saying it like that. But and then we have Jack Hashan, who I think is a 10 plus goal scorer in the NHL, which might be crazy. But I do think he's an offensive dynamo type defenseman. I so think here's my the, question. This is my last question I wrote down on my little paper. I didn't tell you guys. Ooh, I like Ooh, the spicy ones. How do you look at the Bruins' under-25 prospect pool now? A lot better than what we all thought. How about like, Georgi Merkulov? Merkulov. Yeah, I think our expectations defense. were too low. How about Matt Portraeus? Oh, he's lighting it up right now for the golf storm. Yes, he is. Yeah. That's How about... How about a guy we didn't get to watch? We didn't get to watch, Kev. A guy that you're pretty high on, Mason Lowry. Yeah. I'm excited to see what he does. How about the Bruins prospect pool might not suck? How about the P Bruins might be one of the best teams in the AHL? I'm just saying. It's possible. I don't know that we can see. a lot of P Bruins games this year? I will if you want to. If you want to go to P Bruins, it'll be like 10 bucks. Yeah, I'll go to games whenever you want. I don't know. I think I'm not that, going alone. But I mean, like, I think with the Bruins' prospect pool, our expectations were so low. They were. Now that you're seeing some of the progress that some of these players have made, yeah, it's just a happy accident at this point. It I guess shows you that the Bruins have put the Bruins last year put new people in place in a lot of development roles. And as head coach of the P Bruins, what's his name? Ryan. I don't want this. Just Ryan Mo. P Bruins head coach. I'll figure it out. But the it just it shows that like the Bruins have made some correct moves. Right, bring Adam McQuaid in for defense. Ryan Moganell. He's done a good job. Like the you know, I, I I'm excited. I'm excited for this year for Boston. I think all three of us are. Um and I'm gonna have to watch the first game of the season while sitting in a Zoom meeting for a USA hockey class that I'm being forced to take. So I can't I have one that. question. Okay. Before going with the game, with the opening game on Wednesday, what is the biggest weakness right now on this roster? They have no weakness. Left wing is the biggest weakness on the roster currently. Right. Proven NHL talent in their bottom six. They all got well now. They're putting a have, lot of question you, marks in there with well, a lot you have of the Smith and players. Smith and Coil. I guess is Smith starting on the first line? We don't even know. We don't we don't know what the lines look like. Watch, we're yeah. gonna get up tomorrow and they're gonna be practicing with Lauco up on the first line or something wild. Cause I mean Monty was sticking hard. He was hitting us hard with Felino was gonna play in the first line for the last week and a half for him to cut the guy. Yep. Is Monty a wild Smith man? Is he I mean, is he watching too many Billy B interviews? Maybe they're uh they're trying to push all these contracts out because there's some uh, big trade about to go down or something. Connor just Connor loves trades. He's like it's, it's... You never know. Injected into my veins. Jacob Chickren. No, Noah Hannafin. Jesus Christ. You know oh, what? Connor's big on Hannafin guys. Talking about a bunch of stuff. Let's get into some other things around the East. The Bruins, I think all, one word that we can all say is is excited. Yes. In more ways than one. More excited. The salt of the Eastern Sea border. The saltiest of salty teams, not named the Boston Bruins in the East. The Toronto Maple Leafs, not. But they just signed Zach Ashton Reach, which I thought was pretty – I thought it was a good signing, a guy who should have had a contract, right? One of these guys, like, 
the Sonny Milano's of the world who just should have probably had contracts. And Sonny Milano is just free floating. But Aston Reese, I think he helps him. He's a bottom six guy that helps that team out. He's adds a little adds a little salt, adds a little grease to that wheel. Definitely a different kind of Toronto Maple Leaf player than they're used to seeing, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean the Leafs, you know, I I was so high on the Leafs for like weeks. And then I watched the preseason games. I and watched their like, defense oh looks God. like, and I watched their goalies. The Leafs are worse than they were last year. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Ten so, yeah, out of that's, ten. That's unfortunate for them. Well, it was the whole city of Toronto because you see the Blue Jays? They just choked in the MLB playoffs. Oh, God. oh how the, did the Mets get knocked out yet? Nope. Game three is tonight. Uh, the the Mets. Uh, that fan base. But the Blue Jays were up like nine, nine one. They lost ten nine. Toronto pain. Seattle pain. What Seattle, I'm really pain. upset for for Toronto is the Mitch Marner playing defense is actually not a joke. It's 100% serious that in certain yeah. situations they're going to play him as the fourth forward on regular five on five. It's going to be sick. I can't wait for them to do that against the Bruins and pasta to skate by him like a pine cone. What I really <laughs> am upset about is in our fantasy draft, I looked when I was looking for a defenseman to see if Marner, Marner is listed was as listed as a defenseman, and he's not. He's so. no the Taysom Hill of fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> Brent Burns was that for years. But, like, I don't – and Bufflin. Bufflin and Brent Burns both have, like, just played every position in hockey. Bufflin, Rip Bufflin, though. He's somewhere just hunting in the woods of peg. Never heard about again. Yeah. Poking yeah. his little uh, voodoo doll of a Vander Kane somewhere. Exactly. Vander Kane. I don't even want to get into that. We have um, – we really – we're light on the topics for the rest of this. This is kind of Bruins heavy. Not a lot of stuff really happened, though, in the whoa, Bruins whoa, players whoa, on whoa. We're going to have our central division preview. Yeah, that's no, the that's meat what and I meant. potatoes, no. baby. No, I know. I know. I'm saying other than that, we don't really have, like, any – the East. What do we got? There's, no, there's no, like, other news in the East. Oh, then, okay, there's a couple things. Wayno Simmons, he didn't make the Leafs because he probably shouldn't make the Leafs. He's in the same boat as Felino. But the Leafs did something pretty classy here. The Leafs are a classy organization. They are a first-rate, classy organization. They sent out a league-wide memo just letting them know, like, hey, the Wayne train's available if anybody wants them. We'll take peanuts back because we respect them. We want to respect him, which is good. Um, Wayne Simmons is definitely a player I like. Um, maybe, you know, I could see a team like Philly trying to get Wayne Simmons back because I Torts, I think, is just wants guys who are going to grind. But I they just wave Zach McEwen. Guy. Yeah, but Wayne Simmons has more talent. I don't, I, but do you ever see that they sent Cam York down? Yeah, I saw that the other day. Absolutely. Was, yeah. They're they just, don't want him to experience the lo- the loss going on this season. Nah, they're just, they're just, it's just torts. It's torts, man. The torts effect so bad on guys' morale. I can't wait to watch that show. Yeah. Too bad they didn't do like a, uh, uh, fuck, what was it called? Like 24 7 or whatever that they used to do. Back yes. in the day for the NHL teams, that would yes. be great this year. We we should get to watch Road to the Winter Classic. Maybe I guess just behind the beat does that for us anyway. Yeah, imagine seeing a, like a rough and rowdy with Torts and Gritty. <laughs> no, can't imagine <laughs> that at all. <laughs> Sounds retarded. But anyway, now for the uh, most and least exciting topic. Yeah, Matthew Barzell signs an extension with the New York Islanders, eight years, nine point one five million AAV. Ouch. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. That's rough. I mean, you know, like a lot of this, 
you know, there's not, it's just a Lou deal. There's no bonuses, not much to it. He just gets paid that out forever. To he, lose. you know, I, I said on the podcast, I, you know, I check myself when I'm wrong. I'm a hand up guy. I was like, there's no way he's staying there. He's leaving that team. The next week I listened to an interview with him and I knew he was staying there. He loves it. He, he just loves living on Long Island. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely it's, apparent by the awful contract he just signed. Whew. For a contract for a star player like that to be making that much money and to not have any bonuses built into it is laughable. Yeah. Every every other player out there right now is probably looking at him like, dude, why would you do that? I it, But, yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's weird because, like, on a lot of the big podcasts, nobody talks about it because they're so scared of Lou. Like, they just didn't talk about this as, like, bad. We got. I don't. I think there should be bonus and whatever. I mean, he's making a ton of money, and he's gonna be. He's not like. He's pretty. Well, I mean, the purpose of having those bonuses in there is strictly for the player side of things. You know, if there's a lockout or yeah, they miss games, they get they get shafted. I think he's gonna be all right. When you're making nine point one five, you're gonna be all right. But I just yeah, it's boring. Just boring team. Boring contract. Boring management. Very vanilla. No beards. No beards. No and then muzzies. Alexander Romanoff gets the max $5,000 fine for uh, the boarding or checking from behind, whatever the penalty was last night. That was entertaining. I didn't see that, but I saw the – I like got the notification, but I didn't see it. Um, let's That's get it. it That's it for the Right, I mean, we're, so we're we're gonna we first have one piece of business to talk about in the wild wild west, and then we're gonna get right to our central division preview. So let's kick it. Let's hit the show. The wild wild west. Mackenzie Weger signs an extension in Calgary. Eight years, 6.25 AAV. Great contract for a really good player who has some good, good years of his prime left in him. Calgary officially just put their certified stamp that they won the trade. As of right now, I, I think they are the preseason winners of the trade. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good contract. What they did is they kind of honed in on the hampus home deal, considering Weger and Hampus are pretty comparable players. And they got him for a little less with more term. That was the, that was, I guess, really the story behind that. They looked at Hampus as a measuring stick for that. And, and this contract is going to look real good in two years. Yeah. Yep. It is. It's, it was a good job, and just showed Brad Tree Living is the master class of GMs in the NHL. And one more note to add onto this wonderful Calgary wagon. Is Daryl Sutter got a little extension this he week did. too? He did. Sticking around in Calgary. They, I, you know, in his old age, I think he's got a little nicer to the, the guys. Cl- the I think clips they love of him, him in press conferences are great. Yeah, he's he's a national treasure at this point, pretty much. He For is. all those Canadians, Kevin, how do you feel about the Uyghur deal, buddy? I like it. Um, yeah, it's definitely good for Calgary and everything. Keep him around. Like you said, you guys take all the points, so they won the deal with that. So Okay, fine. I'll make sure we don't on our next on our next thing we're gonna do. No, no, it's okay. No, no, no. You no, do no, you, no, Jake. No, 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 no. We're gonna get right now. 
right now into our Central Division preview. Sorry that we didn't do this one last week. We didn't really think about the fact that the Central Division, I guess, so to the Pacific. Yeah, so to the Pacific, but whatever. We probably could have hit them in one week. But we have fun here. We have fun here. Kevin is rocking his Minnesota Wild shirt. We'll start with the Wild then. Kevin, what's your team outlook for the Wild? You're, you have the floor. No one's going to take any of your points, buddy. Run, run, run. I think the Wild going to be back in the same position. Uh, probably finish second or third in the division. Okay. Uh, Colorado's easily going to finish first once again. Uh, but, yeah, Minnesota. They did a lot of hope and Alex Newhook you have. What? Just keep going. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe a little bit of train of thought. But, yeah, no, I think a full year of uh, Flurry in Minnesota. He's the number one guy there. So, I think the comfort level there, uh, Kaprizov, is going to continue to be a beast. Could see a 50-goal season from him. 50 goals? Yeah. How many goals for Matt Boldy? I'm going 26. Ooh, I'm at 24. So, big Matt Boldy guy. How do you feel about the Minnesota Vikings? Did that on purpose. <laughs> LOL. Um, Connor's, a, Connor's a Packers fan, so the Vikings are his rivals. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm a Tom Brady fan until Tom he retires. Brady. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so for me in Minnesota, I think they're going to take a small step back from last year. I kind of disagree with you a little bit, Kevin. Talbot obviously wanted out, and they traded him to the Senators – for Gustafson. I don't really think that's as fair as a deal as people would make it out to be. Now instead of, instead of having a 1A, 1B, now Flurry's definitely your 1A, in my opinion. And then they basically gave Kevin Fiala away for nothing that was going to help the team right now. They've got a ton of dead cap space still, and it's not going to get any better. So I feel like this is kind of a a doggy paddle and keep your head above water type year for Minnesota. Stay in the hunt. Try uh, to be competitive. See, so where I think that Fiala definitely hurts him, that I agree with. I think Marco Rossi and Matt Boldy step up big. I think they'll be right around the same. I just don't see a huge drop off, but we'll see. And uh, they did. I mean, Kevin Fiala is really good, and losing him does hurt. But I think this team's still pretty good. Next on our list. The division-leading, undefeated Smashville Predators. Kevin, Ooh. you want to lead the way on this, too? You're the oh, French yeah. guy. Lead the way. I, I'm, I'm kind of high on the Preds, too. I can see them taking that third spot. Uh, bye-bye, St. Louis. Welcome, Nashville. You're not the only person who thinks that, either. Like, There's a yeah. lot of big people. No, that. and like, I think one move that went really underrated was the Nino Niederreiter signing. And... Look, already he just picked him up goals. on waivers. Yeah, he already has three goals, and he may not be the guy that's going to be scoring thirty goals, but he gives that he gives that depth there. And when you have Duchesne, you have Forsberg, you have all these guys. It's having a Nita Rider in your middle six there. It's gonna it's gonna help out. You have the goaltending, you have the defense with Roman Yossi and Ekholm and all of them, and McDonough now. I think it's it's gonna be good. I'm high on Nashville. Um, Great goaltending. Yeah, I think that's one game we should definitely try to go down to Nashville. I would love to do go that. to Bridgestone. So I would love to do that. Connor Predators. They are going to win the Central Division this year. 
They are going to topple the Avalanche. They're going to surpass Minnesota and St. Louis, and they will be the winner of the Central Division. Well, I don't agree with all that, but I agree with a lot of it. I think that Ryan McDonough is going to bring the skill and experience that they need on the Nashville back end because not a lot of winning has really gone on there. If we're being honest, they made it, you know, the Stanley cup final that one time. And I think saying that Nino Niederreiter is going to have 30 goals may be a slight understatement. I didn't say 30 goals. I said he's not a 30 goal scorer, but he's that guy you're going to need your secondary scoring. Oh, I think that he'll score more than 30 on this team. What? On this Nashville Predators team, I think he can score more than 30. I'm going like 24. I think he's like a 20, 25 goal scorer. Around there. I think Nito Niederreiter is a good player, I think, in the right role. Um, they, I mean, I also think that Matthew Shane has looked as good as he's looked in five years. Oh, my <laughs> you know God. Yeah. I mean? And I think that. And they're the Joe division Hansen, of yeah. really pedestrian goaltending right now. This yeah, central division. Some of these teams. This central division good. has some pretty well, mediocre goaltending. I don't know about that. Some of Georgiev, the, yeah, but there's some Colorado. Studs, there's some studs though. Name your name your studs. Bennington's not a stud. I mean, we can't anymore. say the whole division. I no, I'm talking about like shit goaltenders. Nashville is oh. one of the best goalies in the league in UC Soros. Winnipeg is Hellebuck, who's very good. Minnesota the team has in front of them is trash. Good. I think Georgiev's going to be pretty good. I think Georgiev's going to be real good. I really do. I'm not going to call him trash, but Arizona, Chicago, and. Dallas don't scare me one bit. Dallas has the order, bro. Come on. Yeah, I mean, again, no, you're right. He could step peak really could if he stays. He's the developing way he was going. Nice. No, you're right. Yeah. He could too. Yeah, I don't think this team. This isn't the worst goalie division. I don't. I mean, I think a lot of goals are going to be scored. Who's the, the worst goalie division then? Mm, let's see. This one, the Pacific. LA's week. Seattle's week. Vancouver's week, Vegas is week, and San Jose's week. Edmonton's week. Whoa, yeah. Jack Campbell? Yeah, I don't trust Jack Campbell. He's got to prove it. You can't you can't trust Jack Campbell really more than you trust like Georgiev or or Jonathan or, Quick. Yeah, Jonathan Quick's on on the back end, brother. So is Gibson. John Gibson. No, I think John Gibson's good. John He's Gibson's elite good. level goaltender, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the John, team in front John of him is way too good. young and John rookie. Gibson's good. Next team on our – oh, I guess I didn't talk about them. Nashville, I think Nashville's good. I think Nashville's going to be really good. Obviously, at the end, we're going to give our playoff picks for this division, so I don't want to, like, give anything away like you two have. But I, I do think – I think Nashville's good. Um, I think they have really strong offense. They have really good defense. They have really good goaltending. Um, and that helps pretty much everybody. The Arizona Coyotes are the dumpster fire of the NHL. They're playing in a college hockey rink. Their team absolutely sucks. Logan Cooley is going to college. They have nothing to be excited about to watch this year. And apparently it's even worse than everyone thought. All the players are pissed. It sucks. Like, I heard it sucks. On top of all that, there's not a chicken dick's chance in hell. The NHL lets Connor Bedard go there. So saying Bedard watch, it just ain't happening. The NHL might not want it, but Gary Bettman will play. Yeah, I know you are right. That is actually a good point. Especially if Bedard goes there, then Austin Matthews goes home. I know this team has some 10 years down the line hope if they get a rink because that hasn't been accepted yet. That vote hasn't passed. The Tempe Arena, the Tempe Arena that's coming 
hasn't came. Remember that girl that wrote for us? She's like, the Tempe Arena's coming. ASU's great for the community. All 3,000 of our fans can watch. Wrong business. It's a business. You people don't understand business. I can look at you and know you don't understand business. It's business. You look, Anyone who's like looking at the Coyotes, like, it's so great for the ASU community. Don't yeah, look, for the ASU students, no, it's great. not. It's not the ASU kids would probably rather go watch college hockey. They don't care about the Coyotes. Do you think they're mm. in there? They're caring the about Barrett the Coyotes are basically a college team, but that barn's going to be filled when all the big boy teams come through town. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it will because you have a lot of rich, you have a lot of rich white kids that go to ASU, grew up playing hockey, rooting for the freaking original six teams, so they're going to be in there. That's just a fact. Like I don't, but the the Coyotes are just in a tough spot. Like I don't, and I want hockey to work out there. I do, but they just had they fumbled the bag so bad. Like I think that hockey could thrive in these communities like i think hockey should thrive in atlanta like it has in san jose like it has in la in communities that have a lot more minority sports fans vegas all it's thrived in these areas so when people are like oh it's because it's in a predominantly like minority area it's not true because hockey has thrived in those areas and other cities arizona just fumbled the bag they just didn't do this right (laughs) it's that simple like they did, like it's just that's what happened. It's and not. You can't it's even not about say that. People. Like it's about the way they built this organization. You can't even say and like put the blame on the current ownership either, because mm. the NHL owned the team and it was no better. No, it's not. It's not just these guys. It's the ones before them and the ones before them and the ones before them. It's just Arizona's a joke. They're the laughing stock in the NHL. Like I, I think that you're gonna see like NHL stars after this year, and I want to go there. I'm like I'm not going to play in this rink. It's why escrow so high. What a joke. Chicago Blackhawks. A historical organization that has turned into another laughing stock for multiple reasons. I don't even want to get into the other stuff. We did enough last year, right? Like we did it enough. Obviously, Rocky Wirtz and the gang, they just didn't, they didn't handle anything right. Now the star players are leaving. We're going to see this is the year we see Kane and Tapes leave. Patty we King saw the Rinkett leave. This team needs to be rebuilt from the ground up, and there needs to be a firestorm that goes through there. I mean, the firestorm's really already yeah. started. Yeah, it is. They've got rid of Kirby Doc, DeBrinket, <clears throat> I Dylan meant, Strom, I meant management through everything, but it really has. It really has gone through all that, too. Everything but upper management Yeah, and ownership. Can't. You're going to change that because they own it. Yeah. I mean, the league could technically force them to sell the team, but when you're an original <laughs> six owner who still personally owns the team like that, Anyhow, you know, it's not owned by a company. It's not no. going to go anywhere. No. Chicago. Chicago is going to suck this year. They're going to real suck. They're going to suck real bad. Um, I, think, gonna be- I think they're going to su- surprise at how not terrible they have a lot of well, mild, a lot mediocre of talent. talent. Yeah. yeah. But and Peter Mrazek's like not Stone as bad or... as like everybody puts him out to be. And I think oh. having no expectations on him and expecting to lose, that this team will sometimes surprise some people and get some wins. And I have I have a bet with Clifton over on uh, Cue the Dagger that uh, they will not get a top 10 pick with their own pick this year. No, they're going to – I don't agree with that, but. 
Roll Tide. Colorado Avalanche. Kevin, I didn't let you talk about Chicago. I'm sorry. Kevin, do you want to talk about Chicago or you want to talk about Colorado? Your choice. Dealer's choice. Colorado, baby. Get into it. You have the floor. So Chicago's take country. Any of your topics. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we start with that? We can start just talking about Colorado the state. What is wrong with the Denver Broncos? What happened? Like, what? what's wrong with Russ? They Yo, turned into the most Walmart-ass team in the NFL. They're so terrible to watch. Yeah. Put the water, put the water on Chef, uh, Chef Russ. No more cooking. No more oh, heat. Cook. There's no more heat in the flame. He Carroll ruined him. Colorado Avalanche, Kevin. Talk Let's you. ride. Let's ride, baby. Um, the Colorado. They're gonna do. I so I mean, defending the Stanley Cup's never easy. I don't think they're gonna repeat back to back. Chicken Dick's chance, but. Still going to be a good team. I think they're still going to – they'll probably make the Western Conference final. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Easily. Think, yeah. But it's going to be tough. I think with Edmonton upgrading the goaltending, possibly getting Jacob Chikrin, that they could push it. And like we've talked about McDavid and Dreisaitl are sick of losing in Edmonton. They could really push Colorado in a Western Conference final and kick them right out. But. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't I agree completely. I don't think a Stanley Cup team comes out of the central. No. I think the West is owned by Alberta. I really do. But I, I just you know, I think Colorado's very good, but I really do wholeheartedly think we're underestimating the losses they took and the short summer and the drinking. And cocaine, the, like the cocaine, just the off season. Like I really do. Like I think that losing Nazim Kadri is huge. It's and huge. Andre Burakovsky, both huge. they didn't replace. Huge. So a lot of this season hinges on one player, a guy who they said they're going to give all the way to the trade deadline, most likely to prove he fits there, and that's Alex Newhook. If he can prove he's a legit number two center, this team will roll this division again. If he can be a stud, that's a lot on his shoulders, though, and I don't know if he can do it. But they're going to win a lot of games because they have McCarr, Ranton, and Landis Cogg, and McKinnon. And, and Ben Myers. Myers. And who did they? Ben Myers. Yeah, Ben Myers and Bo Byron and Devon Taves. And they have players, you know what I mean? Like they have guys who, Yeah, they have questions. They have questions. They're not as good at goaltending, I don't think. But we're going to have to wait and see. Brought really some will. depth scoring and Evan Rodriguez. So. Yeah, you know they did, and but he's not Burkowski. Yeah. Nope. So, but so it's like this team. I mean, I'm still high. I'm like I still think they're a Western Conference final team. I really do. But I think when the going gets tough, their experience should take over. But we'll see. We really will see with that. I don't. I this team's very wait and see. I think you're kind of there too, right, Connor? Yeah, I'm not uh, as high on them as I was in the past. Like but, I'm not betting them plus four hundred to win the cup. I'll tell you that much. No, absolutely no. not. But I'll I'll reserve giving you my estimation on the team until we do the who Perfect. is going to come. Perfect. to the Dallas stadium. Stars. Who wants it? Kevin I Bacon. I don't think anybody wants the Dallas Stars at this point. Not even Dallas. Not even Dallas. All right, I'll talk about them. Dallas Stars. They have aging stars. They have some young guys who are turning into stars. 
it doesn't mesh right. It doesn't click quite right. And when you have a dickhead owner, I just never don't. Helps. I think this could be the year we we see them say bye bye to Sagan and Ben. I think by the trade deadline, those guys could be on the move. But it's a whole, hell of a lot of money. Sagan back to Boston? Nope, too much money. Not Sagan out. ain't worth. Sagan ain't worth twelve million. Sorry, nope. ain't happening. 13. Sagan Sagan's worth seven, six point five. Seven, probably seven. I would say seven point one five. As high as I would go on Tyler Sagan. They want to retain some money, sure. We take him back, but he ain't coming back to Boston. I, don't, I just don't see it happening. I just don't think Dallas is just a weird team. Like Where they, had, would you a, they think... had a good defenseman in Klingberg. He's gone. They like they have Ottinger. Likes a good goalie. Where do you think Sagan would fit in the best? It moved. Where do I think Tyler Sagan would fit in the best? The LA Kings. Yeah. No. He would no. have to play third line or fourth line. Who's the LA Kings second line center? Uh, so let's see. Right now they got Kopitar. Who's the young kid? Um, shoot, they drafted him in the first round like three or four years ago. Who? Byfield. Oh, Quinn Byfield? He's their third line center. It'd be Philip Deneau. Philip Deneau's their second line center? Yeah, I would take I forgot that he played there. I would take Sagan over him. Someone would have to be coming out. All right, maybe he doesn't fit there the best. I absolutely spitballed that. I was off the top of my head. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they're kind of they're kind of loaded in their forward. He'd fit group. great in Boston. I mean, because Krejci and Bergeron are only have one year, but I don't think it's happening. Like, I just don't. I don't see that happening. I think Sagan would love to come back to Boston, but I don't yeah, think it's probably. happening. Probably. <laughs> I just don't think that's happening. I don't know. Maybe I mean, he would fit. He would fit pretty good in Colorado. With their need for a second line center. Yeah, he would. He would, but that's a lot of money. They don't got that space. Sagan and Nashville. Now they have two guys who are equivalent to old Sagan. Duchesne, Duchesne, and uh, Johansson. Other guys. Well, Duchesne's playing wing. Yeah, I mean they're they're really good hockey players. Like these guys are all really good NHL hockey players. They're stars, but they're not elite anymore. And can Sagan get back to that? I think, but he's just been hurt a lot. Yeah. And he just, I don't. I don't know. I think Sagan is more focused on hockey now than Florida, ever. Florida, the Panthers. They need yeah, I think he would thrive down there. I do. That's a team he could be at. Yeah, I just – I don't know. It's the money. It's the money. It's the money. This team well, – we'll talk about it in a minute. St. Louis Blues. Whoa, 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 whoa. We can't just skip over the Dallas Stars and money and not talk Wait. about Jason Robertson. That's so true. Jason Robertson, yeah, that was dumb. Jason Robertson contract, good deal. Was it four years, seven and a half? Four years, 7.75. Good deal. But the kicker, the contract in year four is 9.2. So he can't get QA'd for anything less. Smart contract. And what's really screwed about it is he will still be an RFA when this four years pops up. So he is guaranteed that money. To get that money, unless he's not qualified, and then he's automatically an unrestricted free agent. So it's a win-win. Yeah, and it's a bet on yourself, but have a pretty good safety net in there type contract. I like it for him. I like it for the player. I do think the Dallas Stars, by year three or four, are in a good place. You know what I mean? Like I think they should be in a good place. We'll see. They're going to have to make moves to get more assets. They're going to have to pull a like 2015-2016 NHL Bruins <laughs> tool. Oh, thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. What? Thanks for sharing that. I muted. No. That no, came through? Yeah. Wait a second. 
When I mute, you can still hear me? Yep. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right that means I haven't been using my mic this whole time. It's just using my computer speaker. That's the nightmare. Yeah, you just shared all that with us. I feel so lovely sorry, now. Sorry about that. I blow my nose. I muted. So that's bad. Yeah. I oh, see, using... Kevin can mute himself. I haven't been using my mic or my. Oh, let's see. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's changed. Do I sound a lot different? Yes, you sound much better. No, really? Yeah. You just I mean, figured this out. Wow. Stupid. You two didn't think to say that from the start? I didn't notice because you were just. Popped on that way. I figured. We're going to forget about this. We're going to forget about this. It's one week, whatever. All right. um, Who's next? I know we got two more teams. The St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues are an older team. St. Louis Blues. They got worse. They got worse. Why'd they get worse, Kev? Uh, They lost Billy Huso, David Perot. Tyler Bozak left. Yeah. They paid um Robert Thomas. He threw the bag at Robert Thomas. And Jordan Cairo. And Cairo. Yeah. Very good players. And they signed, the contracts uh, will be fine once it they got more money than Jason Robertson though. <laughs> and they signed uh Nolachari. Ah, the wrecking ball. After really. the famous trip in the two thousand nineteen yeah, Cup tripped. Finals. He was tripped. I um St. Louis They just don't move. Yeah. The They're the New York Islanders West, in my opinion. Yeah, I I, I have them as a wild card team. But we'll get into that. But they're, they're St. Louis. I mean, yeah, St. Louis just isn't. They're not it anymore. I don't think. But who knows? You know, they're the type of team that you wouldn't really want to play in the playoffs. Yeah, you should have a healthy yeah. Tarasenko as a tank. So. And they have Ryan O'Reilly. They're good. They're but not Tarasenko like, still wants to be traded. Yeah. He's never rescinded yeah. that trade request. Yeah, he, he's still mad he's not the captain. He's got one more year, so we'll see. Maybe so does Ryan O'Reilly, who they've got to figure out if they want to re-sign or not. Yeah. yeah. That's a big question mark. It is. That team has some decisions to make and what direction they're going in. But I they do have, like, I mean, Kairou and Robertson are hugely important pieces to their future. So they got them locked up. Yeah, I'm hoping Jordan Cairo has a phenomenal year this year. Yeah, he's, he's on my fantasy, fantasy team. team. Exactly. Exactly. The Winnipeg Jets. Barf. Yeah. That's all. I'm not talking because I don't really have much for you. They stripped yeah, yeah, the yeah. cap and see away from Blake. We talked about that before. Weird move. Um to like in like it's a weird move when he's like the players on the team came out and talked about how much they respect them. And like they're not like it's just a weird move. Like it's the whole thing's weird. It's like it you're going to go like name Kyle a... Connor your captain, and then it's going to be awkward. You're going to get rid of Wheeler. You're not. He plans on still playing there. You still plan on keeping him. You hired a coach who's in his 90s. I don't know. Like, I like they the made guys. Wheeler available, and nobody yeah, wanted him. Which, cause he, I don't know. I don't know. I don't it's get Because it. there's issues. Yeah, there's, there's been issues. issues. There's been issues. It seems like Blake Wheeler might be a little bit of a bully. But I don't know. Like, he might be a dick. I, I, I don't know. We, we're not in the locker rooms, so and we don't know, but – there's been a lot of guys who are kind of like fuck them, fuck those guys, and it's like and Mark Shifley is not safe in that conversation either, from the sounds of it. No, it seems like him and Shifley might not treat guys that great. And both of them have been talked about in, you know, trade rumors and Shifley getting rid of them the last the year. Team. Said he doesn't know if he wants to go back, and then he changed his mind over the summer. 
know. Let's get into who our playoff teams are, something positive, because this division, we did it last because it's just boring in many yeah, cases. It is a very boring division this year. I'm going to let um, – Connor, you're going last because I feel like you have a firework for us. Okay. Kev, give us your top four. Top four? In order? What do you want? Yeah, no, in order. I'm going – Start at the bottom. Start at the top. Start yeah. wherever you want. I'm going to start – on top of the mountains in Colorado. Okay. And then uh, go down to Minnesota, to Nashville, and let's finish it up down in Tejas. Dallas? Yeah. Okay. Dallas. Tejas. Tejas. Perfect. All right. I'm going with the Avalanche 1, Nashville 2. Minnesota three, St. Louis four. I'm going Nashville one, Colorado two, Dallas three, Minnesota four. Who'd you not have making it that we had? St. St. Louis. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, so we I, have the, Connor and I had the same teams, just different order. Yeah, I, I think all I think all of those are possible. I really do. Like I think any one of those is possible. Because, like, I, I guess I forget, like, Ruby Hintz is a very good player who plays for the Dallas Stars, who people just forget's real good. They signed Mason Marchment, too. Yeah, they, they're not bad. Big I mean, I don't, Mason Marchment guy. They're not bad. Boring division. Thank God that's over. <laughs> wild Wild West was not too wild today. Because I think, like, you could have five teams in the Central making the playoffs. What? I, what? Yeah. I, I guess, yeah. Two. I mean, because when you, when you really look at the Pacific, it's Calgary, Edmonton. And then Vegas, yeah, Kings, no, Vancouver. Vegas, Kings, and Vancouver, though, dude. They have some teams that are going to be pushing. That LA team has young guys. It was, guys a, it was the same thing as last year, though. Yeah, it, it is the same thing as last year, but they were all right there. Seattle's the a little better, and so is Anaheim. So I think like less- we are more likely to see five teams from this Pacific than in the Central. That's for sure. Why well, not? It's crazy mm. with this LA Kings team that has the such a deep deep like everyone made it like they have the deepest of prospect pools he still hasn't who let's who is their defenseman right now who made the team so brant clark didn't make the team it was like i heard like it was they thought he might he didn't make it it and was dowdy um it's dowdy anderson Wah, anderson. walker edler jersey but they're Dursley, like that's one i was thinking of i'm trying to look through it has they have kaliev who's strong he's either a third or fourth line forward. He's probably going to be a third line forward with Byfield. But freaking whatever his name still has not made this team. Turcotte. Turcotte still hasn't made this team. That's a bad sign. Like, that's a bad sign for the development of your prospects. Yes and no. I mean, it's also a matter of where that person's going to play in your lineup. Like, you don't want to play top six prospects in the bottom four. I know. And also, Byfield hasn't popped off yet either. No. Nope. That, 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 I mean, a lot of those guys from those two draft years, like Lafreniere, they just haven't exploded like everyone thought they were going to. Capo Caco. Yeah, but I do think those guys, though, they look strong. They do look right. good. Right. Against the Bruins. They look like, good. Both of them looked good. I think, they, I think they're going to be pretty it's good. It's time for the kid line this year. Fuck Berkowitz. Just kidding. No, oh, no. <laughs> it's just, I just think, I don't like, I like genuinely don't like the Rangers. I'm just, team I don't really like. 
It's lucky, fair. what do we have left? The lucky duckies. You have any bets for us, Kev? Before I click the button, you have any bets for us? Oh, oh, oh! I'll hit it. I'll hit, hit it. the I'll button. Hit you have we'll a second. I'll hit it. I'm hoping we're getting to some hockey bets, right, Kevy? Hundred percent. We're back. We back. All right. All right. What do you have? Oh, He's oh. hammering the over with all the Preds games. All right. Oh, Kevin. that was the under. We hammered the under. Carmen. Oh, the under. That's what it was. I try oh, to keep up, but you guys have so many plays every day. I can't. Keep yeah, up. it's an addiction, yeah. Connor. It's like an itch, you know. I know. Please gamble responsibly, children. No, de- definitely. I mean, like that being said, like Kevin and I do gamble extremely responsibly. Like we're we're not gambling. <laughs> well, I mean, I do. I'm not yeah. gambling above my means. No. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm gambling well within like my yeah, means. I make, I make if, I, if I lose everything, nothing changes. It's all gonna yeah. be okay. Jake's so got a strong me... fiance to support him. Yeah, and bank Kevin's account. still looking for all of you. That yeah, what, okay, I'm gonna give a pick. So Wednesday, October 12th, which is opening day for in in my brain because that's when the Bruins start playing. I like a parlay of Leafs, Hurricanes, Avalanche on the money line. Really do all three on the money line. Leafs against the Canadians, Hurricanes against the Blue Jackets, Avs against the Blackhawks. I would probably put half a unit on that. Remember, hockey's not football. Any team really can win on any given day. But those teams are much better. Biggest disclaimer I'm giving, disclaimer I'm giving right now, early season hockey betting is stupid. I'm yes. not big on it. I'm really not. Like I don't touch hockey much early because these teams are so in flux and you don't even have the legit guys who are going to be on this team and – three, four weeks, five weeks. I like to give the first month of the season and really I don't ever put more than half a unit on things. I really don't. It's just because you just don't know what's going to happen. Like you don't like, I won't touch Bruins caps. I won't touch teams. If there's two teams that are playoff contenders, I'm not touching it. Will not touch it until later in the year. That's my disclaimer, but Leafs, Hurricanes, Avalanche, you have three teams there, three top teams playing non playoff contenders. I'd stick on the money line with every one of them and see what you can get for odds. What do you have, Kev? Tuesday, you got Lightning Rangers start the season. Ooh. Ripping Over. the under. Under. The under at five and a half. Yeah. Again, I don't I don't like over-unders early in the season because goalies are not locked in yet. two of the best goaltenders yet. that are going to be playing but against each yeah. other. They're not locked in yet. And that's what that's a worry. I don't know. Like, it's just uh, – I, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know if goals happen early. I'd also do Rangers Kings parlay. I'd take that. Kings over the Golden Knights, Rangers over Lightning. Money line. One second, I can parlay. tell us what the odds will be on that bet. That they just they're everything's live. So Leaves, Carolina, and Avalanche together, you'd be plus one fifty three. Not even that great money for three hockey teams. No. I'm not even gonna bet this. So I'm gonna be ah, maybe I'll throw half a unit on it just to ride with the boys, but I don't know. It's not great. It's really not great. Early season hockey kind of sucks for betting. Football, you have anything, Kev, for next week? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Week, week six. Do you do you not have it? Do you, are you ready? Oh, I have it. Okay, perfect. I'd rip Forty uh, ers Yep, hard on that. Vikings, Ravens. Vikings and the who are the Ravens playing? Giants. Oh, I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole. The Giants. Dude. The Ravens are like an elite team. The I Giants know, I know, I'm not. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, but I'm not touching them. I'm not touching them. Just 
not interested in anything with that. I don't have the odds for them yet, but if you just went San Fran and Minnesota, you'd be at oh, that's that's with all the hockey and I was like, wait, what? You would be at plus one twenty six, which isn't bad for that for a two team football yeah. bet. We'll tweet these out. Um and like today, we'll be honest. If we lose, we'll comment this lost because we're men of honor. Biggest thing here, guys, remember to go to insidetherink.com for all of your hockey news. As the season kicks up, we are going to be the number one place. Oh, timeout. Breaking news. Breaking news. The Tampa Bay Lightning have suspended defenseman Ian Cole pending a result of the investigation for his alleged grooming and sexual assault. Good. I I mean, yeah, I, I was waiting. He's a for fucking him. scumbag. Fuck about that guy. Time. Fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah, like just fuck so, that guy. I don't know what else other than that. Like, yeah. And if any of the team, if any of his teammates really did know that he was like bragging about this, they approach, should be gone and then too. Approach the girl. With yeah, the like they should be gone that's, too. I don't yeah. even like that's just gross. Like they should be gone too. Anyone who knew about it, anyone's involved, should never play hockey in the NHL ever again. This topic, more than any topic of problems we have going on in the NHL today, makes me the most mad. Things with kids are just insane. These guys should be drawn and quartered if they're touching little girls. I mean, like, like I really 20, do mean that. Like, I don't. You're 26, 27 with a 14 year old. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, dude, like, get out of here. Like, what are you doing? You you don't go to a be club. In the NHL. Go to a club where you meet all these. I like watched 20, yeah. 30 year old girls. Like, I watched a video today of Tom Wilson pumping his face in, and I smiled what? ear to ear. That's what I'd say on that. Back to hockey news. Yeah, I know. Do you want to say anything, Connor? Just you hate that guy. We hate that guy. We don't want him. Yeah, just fuck that guy, dude. Anyone? I mean, like Connor's a dad, right? So like anyone, like anyone, like it's just there are things that we just like we really don't mess around with as three guys in today's society in hockey, and that's one of them. Like messing around with young girls, like I would love to hit that guy. I don't like that's the only thing I think about. Like it's just, with a crowbar. Yeah, it's just but it's insane. Like it's insane that we still have professional athletes doing this. Like. What like I just it it hurts your brain. To yeah, try. Like, I just don't get it. Like I just it like when it you, hurts I, to I try and it. understand. Yeah, and it's like everyone's like the culture, the culture. It's like it's not the culture. That's not normal. You think that would be accepted in Boston's locker room? Burst no, you talking about that's like, my point. Exactly. Like, that's not exactly. There's no it's sane just... group of men at like sports loving men who are like that's normal. Like, and I said, I said it out loud. I said it to my fiance. Like if one of my friends said to me, like, Hey, like, I got to hooked up with a 14 year old girl. I'd be calling the police, no matter who you are. Like, that's insane. Like it's insane. It's just not like, it's just, that's it. That's it. But inside the ring for all your news, buy the merch. merch. I don't even want to say anything else. I don't want to say anything else though. Hi guys. It's been, it's been on the ticker. Have a good one. It's been on the ticker. It just, Thank you. It just throws me off. Ian Cole's a scumbag. And I hope that guy gets, you know what? Elon Musk just sent him on a one-way rocket to Mars alone. Amen. Woodcroft! Sexiest coach in America. Ah! North America.